up guys we are back at it again for the footy bros premier league podcast we are on game week eight my name is brandon and once again we got chase alongside me hello guys we got lots of stuff to talk about for this one uh, aside from the premier league match day two of the champions league uh, was underway some interesting results there we'll get to that uh, later on in the show uh, starting with game week seven uh, the first game was a very surprising scoreline or Maybe it wasn't a surprising scoreline. I'm not sure. It depends on how you look at it. I think Derek called it. Did he call that? I think he did. Either way, the scoreline was 3-1 uh, West Ham, who defeated Manchester United. And I want to say it was either 2-1 or 3-1. And we both looked at him like, are you for real? I, I want to say he said 2-1, but either way, he called the West Ham yeah. victory. At Old Trafford. Yes. Very, very, very impressive victory. Um, what can you say about... Uh, actually, I think United was on the road. They were wearing their pink jerseys. Oh, yeah, you're right, you're right. Yep, you're right. yep, they were on the road. But regardless... That team should beat this poor performing West Ham team. Yeah. Or this is their upcoming out party. Yeah, West Ham have uh, seven points, I think, in their last three games. So they're looking to finally make their way up the table. Uh, very good start right off the bat. Felipe Anderson, shout out to him, scoring his first Premier League goal in the fifth minute. And a nice uh, flick from a uh, Pablo Zabaleta cross. Always a career mode favorite in FIFA. Yeah. FIFA Anderson. Yeah, he's he's a solid player. And uh, like I said, good to see him get his first goal. Uh, the second goal was a wild deflection off Lindelof from Yarmolenko's shot. It, it just kind of shows the the struggles that United are having. I mean, just bad luck, bad everything right I'm now. I'm confused about Lindelof's situation because he plays some games and he doesn't feature for another five and then he'll go in there and play. And he's always got a different partnership with him. Like, what is their strongest center-back partnership to you? What would you take? You put me on the spot there because yeah. I, I I see the same issue. They have, do, they do not have two guys who have put in clear-cut, consistent performances. Yeah, no. They've shuffled around Bailly, Smalling, Jones, Lindelof. They've even played Herrera at center-back. Yeah, right. They've even tried Herrera there. Out of those players, like you said, I don't, I can't figure out who the two. I mean, Bayi and Smalling on paper, yeah, should be, yeah, definitely. But they 100%. haven't been consistent enough. No, it's kind of weird. I don't know what they're gonna do. They, do they need to buy another center back? Harry Maguire. Yeah, um, I mean, go ahead if they're gonna spend fifty million on him. Right. But yeah, uh, disappointing uh, for Lindelof on that one, and then Just a uh, disappointing game from in them general. In gen- Pogba again, like you can't put performances up like that in these kind of situations. You're gonna make yourself look like the bad guy, right? And a guy who doesn't look like his heart's fully in it. You know, yeah. does is it true from media speculation? Does this guy really want to leave the club? Yeah. It's looking more like it, you know, especially the training videos that surface and things like that. Uh, Marcus Rashford temporarily put United back in the game. Uh, with a flick off of a corner in the 71st minute. But then three minutes later, Marko Nautovic, breakaway, had all day to pick his spot. One pass in through. He's in and puts the game to bed. Is it the pink jerseys? Did they just not play well in those it's like jerseys? The, it's like the Arsenal ones a couple years ago. I don't know. It might be. They're not They're not pretty to, to watch. Those no. jerseys aren't pretty. The, the football isn't pretty. And United actually sit in 10th in the league on only 10 points. 
uh, one of their worst starts in, in years. I can't remember the exact stat of how long it's been, but it, that it's just been an awful start to the season. I found a funny, well, it's not funny if you're a United fan, but uh, kind of a funny little voting poll on the official Premier League site. 81% of the voters said that Manchester United will finish outside of the top four Oof, that this is year. Rough. It asked if they would finish like one through five, five through 10, 11 through 15, and so on and so forth. And if you combine all of the um, choices that were outside of the top four, uh, it was 81% out of the 100% of people. I put them fifth at the beginning of the season in my prediction. Yeah, I think it's a fair shout. I, I, who are they going to knock out of the top four with this I, current form and this current run I don't think they could games? beat anybody in the top six right now with their current form and how they're playing. Yeah, it does not look good at all. Uh, on a and positive the, note for West Ham, that's their second win against yeah. United in, in 20 tries. Yeah. What were you going to say about But uh Yeah, the longer Jose Mourinho sticks around, the worse it's going to get to me. It's How just, long do you think he'll last? Hmm. Well, they got Newcastle this weekend, then the international break, and then they play Chelsea. Let's say if the unthinkable happens. They, Let's say Jose Mourinho and United lose <laughs> Worst possible case scenario, at home that to day, Newcastle. Is he gone? Yeah, an hour later, done. I would. What about I, a draw? Done. It's still done. It, yeah. It's winter bust. Yeah, yeah, definitely, 100%. I mean, for a club of Manchester United stature. Yeah. You, you cannot know, have this guy in there being toxic for this long. You know who wouldn't have put up with this? Arsene Wenger. <laughs> yeah, well, him and... Sir Alex? Sir Alex. He would have never, oh, no. ever put up with this. No. It's embarrassing, honestly. It because is. it's good for the league when Manchester United is doing well. It is. They're a legendary club, and they need to do well. And but, their fan base. Yeah. One of the largest in the world. It, they want to see attacking football, and they're getting shit. They're getting the exact opposite. Yeah. Defensive, it's, conservative. It's just ugly to watch. Nobody wants to. Yeah, it's just it's lacking. Yeah, it'll be fun to watch to see how long Reno lasts. I agree. If they lose, he's yeah, got to go. Got to go. He should have been gone now, I think, personally. Yeah. But it's like it's funny to think that all these United fans wanted um, said Ronaldo was coming back and all this. It's like, why would Ronaldo come back to this? He does not want to come back to this at all. It's like playing alongside Lindelof? Like, yeah. come on, man. He's, like, he's probably watching these highlights saying, Yeah, oh, he's like, God. who are these guys? Like, you have... Smalling playing week in, week out. When Ronaldo was there, he's like, this guy is shit. Yeah, he, he's not going to be alongside of that. No. And like, not, not that atmosphere either. No, no way. No, it's toxic, and he knows, and good players aren't going to want to come there. So, yeah, we, people are going to start scooping up United players here shortly. I can see it coming. Yeah, let's see if they can figure out a way to turn this around quickly. Nope. <laughs> uh, Wolves defeat Southampton by a scoreline of 2-0. It took them 79 minutes to finally break through. Um, Yvonne Cavallero, I believe I'm saying that right, uh, finally scored in the breakthrough, uh, like I said, in the 79th minute. And then uh, Johnny scored the second uh, goal with, or in the 87th minute uh, from about six yards out. A nice finish uh, on that one as well. So Wolves, comfortable clean sheet victory. They're yeah. now unbeaten in their last four They look good. Matches? They look really good. Yeah. I actually called that scoreline. Yeah, you did. Um, but they look really good as a team. They look really—they're the strongest newly promoted side I've ever seen. Yeah, they are, aren't they? They're fun to watch. Yeah. They're eighth in the league on twelve points, so pretty decent little run of games for them. 
they have like half the Portuguese squad in their in their team, but hey, they're clicking. Yeah, it, it's fun. Uh, Southampton, meanwhile, they dropped to fifteenth in the league. Only got five points through seven games. They're one of those teams that's kind of hard to figure out. Yeah, Not sure really, if the relegation candidates or yeah, they're confusing to me too. I don't I don't know what I'm gonna get from them week in week out. Yeah, they're hitting. I don't this. think they know what they're going to get in week in week out. No, it's not the the Southampton sides of old that had so much cohesion and and were so balanced. It's 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 just hit or miss. You know yeah. which Southampton's going to show up today is is kind of what you get out of that club. Uh, Leicester also uh, win two 0 on the weekend, defeating Newcastle. Uh, Jamie Vardy uh, got a pen, uh, penalty in the thirtieth minute. Uh, DeAndre Yedlin, one of the most questionable decisions. Raises his arms. It didn't even look like it was completely yeah. unnatural position. I have no idea what the hell he was thinking. Did he, you see that? Yeah, he is. He's kind of difficult to judge sometimes. He just kind of throws his body out there and just kind of. Uh, yeah, that's a handball, clears day. He raised both arms. Yeah. I, I don't know what was going through his mind. And then when, I think he complained about it too. <laughs> like, no, that was, you know, that yeah. was a natural position or whatever. No. I have no idea what he was trying to do there. Uh, Harry Maguire just killing it uh, on the day for fantasy purposes because oh. he got a goal, assist, and scored a header in the 73rd minute, and then he gets the bonus. He got it was 18 points if you're playing Premier League fantasy. Yeah, uh, He scored in the 73rd minute of a, off a header from a James Madison corner. So all in all, comfortable win for Leicester. Newcastle only had one single shot on target. Yeah, we said this, I think, in the first episode. We don't know where the goals are coming from with Newcastle. Right. We don't know what they have. They switch up a lot. They don't run consistently the same tactics or anything. And it's just, it's a lot, it's a cluster right now over there. Yeah, they don't have a a spine in that team. And it hurts me because as a Liverpool supporter, you know, Rafa Benitez, their current manager, you know, being a manager of Liverpool in the past, he is a good manager. Oh, and yeah. Newcastle's just making him look bad. Yeah, they they don't look good. It's really unfortunate. Just the quality of – sometimes you're stuck with the quality you have. No matter how good of a coach you are, no matter how good your tactics are, no matter how inspiring you are, your halftime speech, whatever, sometimes you just – you can only deal with the quality you have in front of you. Exactly. And Newcastle's quality is just it's, so below and, par. Uh, and – I know it's we've already passed this game, but it goes for United, too. You can't put it all on Jose Mourinho. The mm-hmm. players are the ones out there performing bad. Yeah, you can give the manager a lot of the blame because his team selection and all that, but the players are out there performing poorly. Yep. Simple as that. The players are the ones that have to execute at the end of the day. Yeah, and I think it should be a good 50-50 share. Yeah, you can decide which one you want to give a little more blame to, but... It should be pretty even in my eyes. Yeah, I agree with that. Newcastle, who are still winless on the season, sit 18th in the league in the relegation zone with only two points. It's not looking good. No. Not looking any better for their future outlook. Uh, Meanwhile, uh, Leicester move up to 7th in the league on 12 points, so they're looking pretty comfortable, uh, uh, playing pretty well lately. So definitely contrasting situations for those two clubs. Manchester City win comfortably at home, 2-0 victory against Brighton. Both of their goals were high quality. Man, just sheer pace, skill. Uh, Sterling opened it up in the 29th minute off of a Leroy Sané assist. 
That dude is fast. The Sané or Sterling, both of them, yeah, really. They're oh freakishly my. fast. It's crazy watching them run up and down those flanks. And yeah. they don't stop. When they when they get going, they're going. Oh, yeah. No, they're, they're scary fast. And uh, Sergio Aguero, who else, scores yeah. in the 65th minute. Um, he carved through that defense on his own and then uh, played the ball uh, through to Sterling and cut it back for him. I mean, beautiful solo run by Sergio Aguero. Do you think he could uh, maybe get up there in the top spot? Not, maybe not top spot, but top five in goals? In the Premier League? Yeah. Oh, easily. He's If he's healthy, Aguero is top three or four every season. There's no reason why, in my eyes, he wouldn't be up there. Like I said, as long as he stays healthy, yeah, he's, he's, he's almost he's, a guarantee. He's at 148 right now. Tier oh, are, are you talking like all time? Yeah. Oh, yeah. He's, uh, what, ninth in tenth, history? Tenth. He's tenth? Okay. 148, and Thierry Henry has 175. And what number position is Thierry Henry? Five. Oh, okay. So he's going to do it either next season, or he could do it this season if he decides to, I guess, go absolutely bonkers. Yeah, I don't think he'll quite reach it this season. Yeah, I thought you meant as far as, like, golden boot oh, race. He'll still he'll oh, always be up there in the yeah, golden boot race. No doubt. That's no question. No doubt. But as far as all-time goal scores go. I think that's interesting. Yeah, I, I can see him catching. So he's not going to catch that. But That'll take a while. But I mean, Terry Henry's uh, target, he needs, uh, what, 27? You said he has 148? Yeah. Yeah, that's, uh, this season's a bit of a stretch. Yeah. But I think next season easily, yeah, yeah. if he stays healthy. That's pretty pretty crazy to think. Oh, that's very impressive. Hey, Jermaine Defoe, shout out, seventh all time. And still playing. Yeah. Still playing. Um. Yeah, I could I could definitely see Aguero getting up there in the top five all time, which is extremely impressive. He's a clinical, clinical player. Amazing. So with that victory, Man City move up to the top of the Premier League on goal difference. And they get points. KDB back. Yes, he's back in training. I saw those pictures. He's ready to go. And oh. that's a scary thought because they've already been clicking, scoring goals for fun, and now you get arguably the best 10 in the league in Kevin De Bruyne. That's a scary concept. Yeah. Who is gonna stop this team? I. Yeah. Who are they? Who is gonna stop them in the first place? We depth. will see. Yeah. We go see. The depth in the squad is is frightening. It is so frightening. Another two nil scoreline. By the way, there were five of these. There were five two nil scorelines this weekend. I didn't get this one though. <laughs> didn't quite get this one. Huddersfield versus Spurs. I didn't get it either. I think I said 3-1. Spurs win 2-0 as well. Harry Kane picked up. uh, He's continuing to pick up his goal-scoring touch. He's got two. Or he had two on the day. uh, One in the 25th minute and then one in the 34th on a penalty. One season wonder, Harry Kane. Yeah, about that. I think a lot of us thought, you know, myself included. I don't know if I said, like, I jumped on it and said, oh, he's only going to be a one-season wonder. or He's going to do absolutely nothing. Oh, I did. Did you? I was on that. I thought he was going to struggle to find that form, but... I thought he was a Ricky Lambert type. Ooh. Just kind of come in. He's going to sink that bad? That quickly? <laughs> I don't know about that bad. That's funny <laughs> to think about. But like, yeah, he fell off pretty quick. But, like, I thought he was going to... He got his goals that one season when he started really coming alive. And I thought he could score a couple goals the next season, but I did not expect this, I'll tell you that much. Because he's going to be, like... Top two, three for a golden boot every year. 
Yeah, he's kind of like... Until he's done. He's kind of like an Aguero. He's yeah. just clinical, and he's always in that race. And, uh, you know, if Harry Kane doesn't score, you kind of wonder what's wrong with him. You know, he's, he's that clinical. Um, Huddersfield had more possession in this game, which is a crazy stat line. And I think it was just because Spurs scored so early and got comfortable so early that they were comfortable with sitting back, and they kind of took their foot off the gas uh, because Huddersfield didn't score, so they, they couldn't do anything with the possession. Yeah, I don't think Huddersfield's too good right now. They're not good, period. No. Uh, when you out-possess somebody, you should at least trouble the goalie. At least that. And they barely did that at all in yeah. that game. So um, Spurs, with that victory, move into the top four on 15 points. And Huddersfield sit comfortably at rock bottom on just two points on the season. And they'll stay there for the rest of the season. <laughs> they will not move. You don't think? I don't. I they, really don't think they'll so. They'll get more than two points, hopefully. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, Cause, man. Because they say 40 <laughs> is uh, safety. So it, you can imagine if, oh, it'd be so depressing. Got, like, drew one game the whole season. Oh, God, no, they'll get more than two points. Hopefully they crack double digits at some point. Ooh. But, <laughs> yikes. By Christmas, please. Yeah, please. But, uh, yeah, I mm, they'll be lucky to move them in, uh, into 19th yeah. the way they're playing this season. It's not good. Um, again, same problem with Newcastle. Who in that team, you know, where's the yeah. quality? You know, yeah. who's, who's, the, who's the spine? You just don't see it that side. No, there's no excitement about them. And that goes to my next point. They've scored three goals in seven matches, so their nobody goals are wants, scarce for yeah, them. Yeah, nobody wants to watch that. If they're <laughs> no. trying to if they're trying to grow their fan base, nobody wants to watch three goals in seven matches. No, that's not even a goal every other game. Come on, guys, pick it up. Yeah, please, because uh, for the sake of our eyes, the entertainment. Yeah, for the sake of the league. Yeah, we, you know, both of the Premier League's the best league. Come on, guys. And, and you survived last year, and now you're doing this. Yeah, come on. What are you guys doing? Sign me up. Everton. <laughs> Good luck. Yeah, I know, right? You need ten games, right? Ten games. You'll get a goal in the Premier League. You think? Yeah, if I can get a pen, just one, oh, one time. Okay. Penanka that thing. I'm talking like you get ten games in the Premier League. You can think I score, score one? Yeah. Probably <laughs> not. If I, unless I get a lucky poacher type goal. No, no, no. Probably nobody, not. Nobody I know is going to score a goal. No. Not even against Huddersfield. No. Probably not. Everton. Three uh, nil against Fulham. Uh, really. Surprised me because, you know, I didn't see that much of a quality difference between the sides on paper. No. And Fulham's been scoring goals, but they're just not getting results. And and in this game, you know, they had a great chance in the first half off of, uh, I think, Sessegnon cracked the bar. And then ever since, or after that, Everton just kind of took over in the second half. Uh, Gilfie Sigurdsson missed a penalty. It looked like he was, he lost his composure, but then he picked it up and scored a brace. Uh, beautiful first goal, that curling, low, left-footed effort in the 56th minute. Gilfie, that's him. Yeah, Gilfie's a He quality. can do that. Yeah, he, he's a man that can, can, can fade away, but then all of a sudden he'll come right back with that moment of quality. Uh, he he kind of reminds me of like, an, like a Meza Ozil, kind of how he kind of, the media's kind of got it, how Ozil drips away and mm-hmm. comes into matches and fades away. and He's kind of got that too, and... He's a special player, and when he turns it on, he can get going. Yeah, Sigerson, you never have any doubt with a player like that. Sometimes it's also the talent you're surrounded with, and so it, it was good for him to, to get that brace, that confidence back, especially if you're missing that penalty. Uh, Schenk Tosin scored in the 66th minute. Um, 
as well. Fulham did not register a single shot on target in the entire game. Like I said, Sessegnon's effort off the bar was the closest uh, they came to having a shot on target. So they disappointing in that regard. Fulham sit 16th in the league on just five points after a slow start to their promotion life. Even though they're scoring a decent amount of goals, they're conceding a lot. And that's a big issue for them is their goals conceded. Uh, Everton is up to 11th in the league on nine points after the victory. So Fulham have got some kinks to work out. You know, that's another side that's like, man, you're they're entertaining at times, but they got to stop shipping the goals. Yeah. they got to figure you, that out. You can't ship goals in the Premier League. Mm-mm. You can't do that. And expect to stay up. Oh, yeah. Absolutely not. And the I think this is the fifth and final 2-0 scoreline. Arsenal against Watford. Scary because they left it till very late, till the 81st minute. And then they did their typical Arsenal two goals in three minutes. You know? Yeah. Once and they score, they... they're like, oh, we're, we're good. We can yeah. just keep going. Uh, Cathcart own goal in the 81st, and then Ozil made sure of it, as Chase mentioned, just a couple minutes later in the 83rd to ensure the three points. But uh, I got to say, uh, Leno impressed after Czech was uh, injured. He came in and had a couple of worldies, didn't he? That one save he had on that header was phenomenal. Down low to his left, good save. Does that get you excited as a fan, you know, looking in the future? Yeah, but it also makes me sad that we lost check to injury instead of just, like, oh, of course. Yeah, giving yeah. him up, you know, like, hey, you'll be the reserve goalie. But, yeah, it makes me excited because he looked a lot more comfortable on his feet just We're- in the short amount of time we saw yeah, I mean, obviously you're not excited about checking hurt, but you want to have that reassurance yeah. that the next man up can step in and yeah. deliver. It's not David Ospina, which is good. Exactly. But Watford should have won that game. Uh, Yeah, Watford had some very good chances to steal that one. They should have um, won that game. A 2-0 is a little harsh on them, isn't yeah. it? Especially yeah. with an own goal. Yeah, I think a, a draw. Could you agree a draw would have been a fair result in that game, just the way that a Watford Even a 0-0. yeah. 1-1. I mean, if Watford scores, I, I mean, I could see them scoring and winning. Yeah, it was one of those kind of games. A 2-0 yeah. does not make no. it, it. Like, Arsenal's versus Watford's 2-0 was nothing like, you know, Huddersfield Spurs or... City Brighton. Or Leicester Newcastle and so on and so forth. <laughs> not it was even nothing close. like any of those 2-0s. It was a very close game. Yeah, um, yeah, they could have definitely won that game. Yeah, so Arsenal, you know, still a clean sheet, but definitely some warning signs to, to look I'm at I'm loving it, though. Just two nils, rough yeah, performances. Yeah. Is it five wins on the spin now? Seven. Overall. Oh, five on the yeah, in, in, the, in the Premier League, yeah, yeah. right. But seven still, overall. seven overall. Yeah, that's impressive. They need that. Yeah, they, yeah. They needed that. Um, so, yeah, good for Arsenal. They uh 15 points now, and they are fifth in the league, so they're knocking on the door for the top four in Watford. The form's slipping a little bit lately. They dropped to 6th on 13 points. So the game of the week, not only on paper, but on the pitch, I think we can both agree that Chelsea-Liverpool was a cracker. That was a good, that was fun. Quality. Sucks that I couldn't watch it live. I was down at the parade, and my internet service wouldn't work on my phone, so I turned it completely off until I got home and watched a full match replay of it. Oh, you did watch the full match replay? Yeah, and it was... Exactly what I expected. I say, I'm sure you weren't disappointed. No, no. Good game. I'm glad I didn't ruin it for myself either. Just kind of let it happen as it was live to me, you know? Yeah, yeah. So I knew that Hazard had scored, but other than that, I didn't know anything. Oh, okay. So did you know before you watched it was a 1-1? Nope. 
Oh, you just knew that. I, I it, it was at least one nil yeah, Chelsea. Last I saw was forty uh, second minute one zero. Oh wow! So uh, so I came back and saw an absolute banger. Say <laughs> what'd you say when you saw Sturridge's cracker against his old club? I didn't say club? anything to be honest. I kind of just sat there with my mouth open, like he tried that same shot on Wednesday and barely missed. I yelled so loud, dude. I think my oh. neighbors could hear. Dude, I was so I because we were. We had good amount of chances in possession, but we weren't producing that end product. And it, I was kind of getting that mopey, you know, how you get as a fan, you get on edge, impatient. You're like, like me versus uh, City, you know, mm-hmm. kind of just like, eh, whatever. When, happens, when are we going to produce? And it's just like, God, we just need one moment. And it's like, and when Sturge got that ball, I thought to myself, don't shoot. And then he pulls a trigger and produces a clinical 2013-14 Sturge moment of magic. I thought Shakiri was going to shoot when he was running in. When he was mm-hmm. cutting in, and I'm like, no, please don't. I was thinking the same thing. I was like, if you shoot that and blast it over the bar, I'm going to be yeah, so mad. Sturridge picked it up, and I couldn't think of a better person to score that goal. Than Daniel Sturridge. Yeah. Yep. It's perfect against his old it, club. Is is he in good form right now? Uh, I mean, it's kind of hard to argue with. Yeah, he's, I was about to say, he's it's not funny because it's like, wasn't he like the black sheep last year to say, two years ago? Yeah, he just kind of shipped him out to West Brom, like West Brom, Daniel Sturridge, like it's just the injuries were killing him, and they oh, he couldn't man. get a good run of games and I'd stay in the side. I'd feel disrespected if I was him, to be honest, and mm-hmm. that's probably why he's coming with so much heat now that he's healthy and ready to go. <laughs> yeah, it's good to see. It really is that I loved watching him at oh, SAS. <sighs> Filth. Oh, that was that was scary. Those three that year. Yeah. Um, but for Sturridge's overall confidence and. You know, just to get back in the side, like I said, picking up form, so good for him. I mean, that was a 30-yard screamer, 89th minute. And he stole the point. Yeah, he did. He hit it with confidence. And he kind of just walked off like, yeah, I just did that. No big deal. I knew what I was doing. Um, I think the only person better than him that whole game to watch was uh, Hazard. And that's kind of just a given nowadays. Hazard's finish was clinical. Left-footed. Yeah. He doesn't care. No. Buried was, it in the corner. Oh, just watching the slow-motion replay of that, when Allison went down to his right to get into position, Shit. Hazard hit it right then and there. He and knew. it went right to his left, and mm-hmm. he couldn't get there. And I'm just, that's, that's a sign of a player ready to take over the throne. Beaming soon. with confidence. And the through ball that led to that from Kovacic, beauty. He's a good player. Yeah, I like... I don't want to say I like because it's a rival, but watching as a neutral or just watching in general, their midfield, the chemistry, yeah. Kovacic and Hazard, if they can, if that, they can keep those guys in that unit with Conte in there, you know, protecting the defense. Hey, that's like, a uh, solid midfield. Like, Jorginho with his 150 sideways passes, yeah. that's a good. <laughs> yeah, like Derek was saying, if if they make, I mean, I know it's a big if, but if they make one other signing of a player who can score some goals, they have a set team for another couple years to be honest they really do a strong 11 i should say not necessarily the depth which they could make with some of the players in the starting 11 now but Mm -hmm. they'd have a strong team yeah they do they're they're a team that keeps that core together yeah they kind of already have the core but at the same time they're kind of building and yeah and like you said if they can add a little bit of depth to that they can definitely be a good team going forward as well oh 100 percent so Liverpool, by stealing that point at the end, they remain unbeaten in the league, but they fall to second uh, to City because of goal difference. They still, uh, you know, are tied are level with them on points at nineteen. Uh, Chelsea fall to third on seventeen points, so it's very close at the top of the table. Very exciting. A lot of teams having good starts. 
I love it. So oh, that's what the Premier League is all about. You don't, you don't want to see, I mean, we're only, what, seven games in, but you don't want to see one team just, you don't want the league to be over by Christmas, you know? You, you want it to be remaining as close I mean, as possible. It, it wasn't last year, but it was, you know? Yeah. It wasn't it over just, at Christmas, but it was. It always had that, you had that feel to it, like where it was going. And This one is, I have no idea. No. Even even though City are winning in dominating fashion, it's not like Liverpool and Chelsea are playing poor. They're yeah. playing very well, and even Arsenal are recently quietly and, 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 sneaking up the table. And I mean, any team in the top six could Spurs yeah. can win it. So it's like that good running games really is really important. Any team in the top ten, Manchester United for sure. Yeah. <laughs> jokes, jokes, jokes. They're definitely not winning the league this year, guys. <laughs> not this Just, year. Sorry, guys. No. Sorry. It's not happening. Like I would bet a lot of money on that if I had a lot of money. Yeah, I would too. Look at look in January. It's okay, you know, one one step at a time. Sack Mourinho. January can make some signings. Go from there. But it's not happening this year, folks. No. Cardiff and Burnley. Burnley. Hey, they were what just a couple weeks ago last in the league, and they win two one and bump up now to twelfth on the table. Called this one. Two one scoreline. Yeah. Dang man, you are on it. But I don't know how, to be honest. That's a good, good call. You call, you said you called what, like four or five? Five out of the ten matches. Man, that's that's a good that's a good call. Good shout. Uh, good Munson had a good game with a goal and assist. Oh yeah, and yeah. Uh, that Iceland pride, you know. Yeah, it's, it's it definitely showed this weekend. Um, Burnley kind of rediscovered some of that 2017 form. Uh, or have been rediscovering it with, with these uh, back-to-back wins. I think it, we woke them up. I think so. They must have heard our podcast. That would like, be Damn. sick. Could you imagine? Burnley shares our podcast. Like, we love you, Burnley. Yeah, thank you. Shout out. Uh, Sam Vokes, it was his 100th Premier League appearance. He scored on his 100th uh, Premier League appearance um, for Burnley against against Cardiff, so it was a good uh, moment for him. Uh, Cardiff are still without a win this season. They sit 19th in the league on only two points. So them, Newcastle, and Huddersfield stay in the relegation zone. All three of them, two points, no wins. Ugly. Yes. Get very. it together, you guys. I don't. I don't see them surviving. Cardiff, no. They These, scored two goals against Arsenal. Like, come on. Oh, that hurts, doesn't it? You're, yeah, like, reflecting on that. You're like, so how did Arsenal concede against this team twice? So bad. It is bad. It's pretty bad that they gave them a scare. It really is. Yeah, it's like, how are they? I don't know. I don't the, know how The Premier League it. is crazy. <laughs> yeah. It's weird sometimes. The final game of the weekend was a 2-1 victory for Bournemouth against Crystal Palace at home. Called that one. Come on, man. I didn't call. I think I called like one game. Um, David Brooks in the fifth minute. uh, Nice finish uh, for him. Patrick Van Anholt scored in the 55th minute for That was a beautiful finish, too. Right-footed, too. Crushed it. Now, there's a hint of offside, though, on Zaha's through ball. I watched it. It looked like he was offside. When I was watching on TV, they showed it one time, and the angle was off. And they never showed it again. Was he off? I think he was. He was. I think so. I don't think the angle was so bad that it was like on a on a bad angle where they weren't in line. It looked like it was a pretty good angle where it was like kind of straight down the back line. And to me, it looked like at least half a body length offside. Really? Yeah. Whoa. It was it was close, but either way, it was a quality strike. Oh, especially with the weak foot. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. 
his right foot. And then uh, Stanislas won it in the 87th minute on a penalty for Bournemouth. So a good kind of revival win for Bournemouth because their last result was uh, was the last result the four nil beatdown of Burnley and, and we're, Chase and I just we were just we're, so shocked. Yeah, I, we didn't have anything to say about that whole match. We were just like, well, that happened. We are speechless. There yeah. is no input, no further input on this one. Uh, Wayne Hennessy's fine form continues. He had a couple of superb saves, even though he lost. He had a couple of beautiful saves against uh, Callum Wilson and uh, Dan Gosling. So, uh, you know, for fantasy purposes, you get points for saves. So, I mean, uh, Hennessy is, uh, you know. On fire. He is on fire for them. He just can't win it alone for that team. <laughs> yeah, a goalie's not going to, I mean. He, he can you. save points, right, yeah. but he's not going to, you know, give you points. Uh, Bournemouth claim their third victory at home on the season, move up to 7th in the league on 10 points, and Palace sit uh, in 13th on the league on 7 points. So that wraps up your game week 7 results. Chase had a great week calling games. I'll never do that again. He's never going to do that again. I mean, if you call more than 5 games in a week, that's pretty damn impressive. Everyone that listens has to give me $10 if I get more than 5. Yeah, so get your, get your Venmos ready. Yeah, something like that. So he can get his money. Subscribe, that's all we ask. Yeah, exactly, subscribe. Three stars of the week. A couple of Icelandic names in there, and rightfully so. Gilfie Sigurdsson got two goals, nice rebound. Uh, Johan Goodmundsen got a goal and an assist. And then a uh, first-time goal scorer, Felipe Anderson uh, for West Ham. Pretty like I said about Fair Felipe shouts. Anderson earlier in the podcast, I think he's going to be a good player for them. He's fun to watch. I read an article, uh, or, or maybe it's like a brief quote. I think it was from uh, Anderson, uh, from Manchester United. Uh, not Felipe Anderson, but just Anderson. Oh, okay. When he used to play for them back in the day, he said he's going to be fun to watch. Kind of like you said, he's he's going to he's going to get the crowd off their you know seats and standing up and watching. He's entertaining, and you know that's something that. A lot of Brazilian players in general are just known for just kind of yeah. flair, entertaining, little flicks and tricks and things like that. And Felipe Anderson brings that to this club. Yeah, um, it's taken some time for him to gel because a couple of the first games he was kind of poor. But I always thought in the back of my mind, I'm like, this guy is too good to yeah, be struggling like too. this. I thought so too. Mm-hmm. Same with Andre Armalenko. He's kind of woken up. Those those are quality players. He's, we're talking about all this money they spent. They bought these these names. It's about time they step up. This should be a top 10 team. This should be a top I think 7 team. Yeah, I think that's what you said seven, before, eight, too. 7, somewhere yeah. in there. It's like and that's not unrealistic? Based on their individual talents. Marco Anautovic. Yeah. It's a good squad. I remember when Antonio was playing really well, mm-hmm. and now he doesn't even... I mean, he still plays, but people forget about him. They have a good team. They really do. Yeah, they do. Um, should be a lot better than what they are. Oh, for sure, and and they they are rediscovering form. So, uh, for for West Ham fans, hopefully that can continue uh, going forward. So the power rankings are a little bit of reshuffling uh, this week. Got to put Man City in first just because of the uh, fact they've moved up into first place. Um, their fine form continues. And uh, even though they haven't been in first the whole season, I personally think they've been the strongest side the whole year mm-hmm. throughout. Because if, again, if you think about their one time that they dropped points, it was because of a handball goal that was yeah. allowed for Wolves. This team should have 21 points out of 21, yeah. in theory, honestly. Not even in theory. They should. Yeah, uh, I think their their team are 
is taking it like they have 21 points out of 21. Mm-hmm. Yep. And they haven't looked – there hasn't been a moment where you thought to yourself, you know, this team is is playing conservative or lacks any confidence. They've just been hitting their stride and they keep going. And like we said before, they've got KDB back. It it's only going to get scarier yeah. for the league. Watch out, Premier League. Yeah. Uh, I've got Arsenal in second place Ooh, in the power rankings. I didn't know about this. Because. Talk to me. Yeah, Chase is loving this. I got them in second because Arsenal, uh, they got five wins on the bounce. Yes, they struggled against Watford, and yes, Watford could have stolen it, but it's a power ranking, and Arsenal. They are, won five and, on the bounce. And you can't argue with that. Um, I've got Liverpool third. And Chelsea in fourth, and that's why I put Arsenal second, just because Liverpool and Chelsea played each other and dropped points, whereas Arsenal continue to win. Um, you know, Liverpool, Chelsea both sit above Arsenal, but as the power rankings go, I like I like Man City, Arsenal, Liverpool, and then uh, Chelsea. And Liverpool only stay ahead of Chelsea just because of Sturridge's goal. If Sturridge doesn't score that goal and they lose, he, Liverpool's got to get bumped to fourth because. You know, Chelsea would have got the W and, you know, both yeah. pulled down on the table. So that is your uh, power ranking uh, after game week seven. So, uh, you know, can Arsenal somehow sneak into number one if Man City squander some points? You know, we'll see. But good run of games for what Arsenal. What are you trying to say? What are you trying to say? Yeah. I don't know, man. The Premier League is so unpredictable. You can just every week and just be like, oh, City, I don't care who City plays. It's a lock. They're going to win. Um, it's not. It's not. And against Liverpool coming up this week, you know, hint, hint, I'm hinting that City, you know, might drop points at Anfield. But realistically, Liverpool have been struggling as of late. Uh, You know, overall in the competitions, they have winless in their last three games. So this this becomes all of a sudden a massive, massive fixture. Uh, It was anyway, but we'll get to that here uh, shortly, uh, a little more into that. But before we do, uh, we're going to get into our fantasy stardom sit-em. Uh, segment and at the goalkeeper position this is a little bit of a risk just because of the form the team is on but we're going to start David De Gea against Newcastle because Newcastle suck they suck they've only got four goals in seven games and Manchester United is at home and De Gea is a class goalkeeper regardless of United's poor form overall we like De Gea to start that one yeah uh, we've got Allison sitting against Manchester City because realistically speaking, it's a risk. It's I a think. huge risk, right? Most likely, Manchester City are going to score, and I'd assume Liverpool are going to score too. But this game always produces yeah, goals, but man. That's, There's no way yeah. that both teams. If this, could you imagine if this ended in nil nil? There's no yeah. way. If it ended, if it was zero zero by about the 79th minute, I think I'd turn it off. Yeah, unless it was like the most entertaining 0-0 ever with like 50 shots, you know, crazy chance. Yeah, to be but created. there's no way it's going to be 0-0. No, no way, no. So if you have Allison, maybe think about it, uh, about sitting him. On the defensive side, uh, we've got Tarkowski for Burnley starting in this one because he's at home against Huddersfield. Huddersfield, a team that's only scored three goals in seven matches this season. So and with Burnley's resurgence of form, we like Tarkowski's chances of getting a clean sheet in this one. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Uh, the sit one is interesting because... He's just not doing it again. There's no way Harry Maguire is scoring 18 points again, guys. Don't get your hopes up. He's got a lot of ones and twos in there this season. If you look at his score sheet, you know, Leicester's... They've shipped a fair amount of goals, so 
at home against Everton. Everton, you know, they've been scoring a decent amount of goals lately. I don't think they're gonna get a clean sheet, let alone him scoring again. So we're gonna, uh, yeah, we're gonna sit him for the sake of that. But on the flip side, going into the midfield, uh, we got James Madison actually starting against Everton because of that whole goal threat. I think, you know, I, I think he's phenomenal. I think he's really, really good. Give him one free kick, and he's he's putting it, you know twenty five yards out. He's Probably going to put it away, at least on target. Yeah, I think he's really, really, really good. Yeah, and he's a creative player. He can get assists, too. He's not just all about, you know, the goals. You know, midfielders uh, a lot of times are, are you know, racking up the assists. So I, I think James Madison is a, is a good shout this week. Maybe a little bit of a risk, but I think a good shout uh, to start. Now, this one might be a little controversial, but you got to look at the facts. The man is not currently repeating what he's, you know, what he did last season. I think that kind of plays into him, too. To be honest, I think he set the bar so high for himself that he's letting himself down by thinking he's not playing well when he's actually playing well. And if you haven't figured this out, we're talking about Mo Salah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, he's home, but he's playing Manchester City, and he was the most transferred out player last week in fantasy. I transferred him out. Yeah, you, did you? Yeah. He's just not, again, yeah, he's not producing I mean, what he was it, before. At the beginning of the season, I it was kind of a risk to leave him out because I think he was owned by like about 60% of players. So it's like, if the guys in my league are getting that 30 points from Salah for a hat trick, I'm getting that 30 points too. Mm-hmm. But now it's kind of like, he's getting a lot of ones, he's getting a couple, couple goals here and there, but there's a lot more ones than there are big performances this year from him. So Right, he's kind of been all over the place, inconsistent. So, And against City, quite a risk. He's still got my vote for Balloon d'Or. Does he? Yeah. I what do. about Puskas? No. <laughs> no. I, no I, even I'm upset about that as a Liverpool fan. That was not goal of the season. Come on. Oh, that's frustrating. But It's funny, going back, I saw a video on Twitter a couple weeks ago. After, I mean, a couple weeks ago after, yeah, that uh, goal was announced, the winner of the past, like, five or six goal of the seasons, and then they put Salas at the end. And just seeing the gulf in class difference is hilarious. It ruins the whole... And, yes. and it's funny because somebody else posted a video about how... Uh, I mean, there are probably several people, but how Mo Salah himself scored about half a dozen goals better that 17-18 season than the Puskas goal. Didn't, um, yeah, Milner said something. Congratulations on winning goal this season for your seventh best goal I saw last year. Yeah, he even sarcastically... That's hilarious. He, like, it's not even the best goal knows. he scored that month, I bet. No. As a matter of fact, you bring that up. Craziness. He wins Puskas, right? Jermaine Defoe. Oh, yeah. One goal of the month that month. What the hell? Yeah, that's... that's... And Mo Salah wins the Puskas award. You can't be serious. (laughs) That's... It's a shambles. To be fair, Jermaine Defoe's goal was insane. It was. And that's why it probably should have been in the... Qualifying round over? No, not that. But, you know, but still, it just goes to show, like, put it into perspective, like, what the hell, FIFA? What What was the scoreline of that? Go home, Liverpool, you're drunk. Everton man. game. Do you remember? Of that game that he scored that goal in? I actually do not off the top of my head. I'm guessing that you guys probably beat them. It, yeah, it was. A, I think it was a, a fairly comfortable scoreline. I just can't remember. Okay, so it's not even like a big moment in a big game. It's like kind of like a... Yeah, wow, he scored this upper 90 curler after beating two guys, but it, Salah scored better goals. 
He has. Himself. Yeah, yeah. it's oh, so frustrating. But anyhow, um, going into the forwards, uh, we're starting Harry Kane because he's picking up form and he's playing Cardiff, the team that, you know, can't score. Uh, Car- uh, Harry Kane has three goals in his last two appearances. And he's at home against Cardiff, so we, we really like him to uh, continue that goal-scoring tally. Now, this for the uh, the forward sit, this one was tough. Yeah. Because it's more of a cautious thing that we're kind of saying. Don't sit them if you have them because you— Because these guys are almost guaranteed starters every week. Yeah. Sergio Aguero and Roberto Firmino. But Don't. they're playing each other, and sometimes you just never know what you're going to get out of a Liverpool City game. Like, you know you're going to get goals, but, like, where is it going to come from? Yeah, because so, sometimes these games open up so much the midfield. Yeah, you got guys like Genie Wijnaldum scoring against City, and you yeah. know it's happened. So it's it's a it's kind of a, a be cautious. Like, how good is your team around these guys? And maybe that kind of influences your decision. Yeah. Decision. Um, you know, if your team is very well balanced or stacked as all get out, and you're just crushing your league, then okay, maybe you can take the chance and sit them, but or start them. Depends how you look at it. But yeah, we kind of agreed to to at least be cautious with these two. We didn't have like a one for sure like sit player. We discussed no. maybe Mitrovic against Arsenal, but then Arsenal's defense is you know shipped a fair share of goals. So I wouldn't be surprised if he scored. Mitrovic, so, yeah, so yeah, that's why we didn't put him there. Right. But I also wouldn't be surprised if they scored. That's why I was saying be cautious because they might not get you that six seven points that you're used to. Right. Be very cautious as you as you look into that. So, um, moving on into the Champions League, uh, Match Day 2 produced some uh, interesting results. A lot of bangers. A lot yeah, of good goals. a lot of quality. Uh, Manchester City got very fortunate to squeak by Hoffenheim 2-1. I thought Hoffenheim was going to escape with at least a point there. Scored in the first minute, set the tone for the game. Their first ever I mean, Champions League match. Oh, it was their first ever. And they do that. Against the first Manchester minute. City, against the defending and Premier League champions. I don't remember who it was in the back when then they gave up that goal to Silva at the end. He took it right off yeah. that guy's touch. I it, kind of felt bad for him. He, he kind of got flat-footed, you know, in that yeah. touch. He kind of he, he knew right away, and, and, and Silva just he sniped him. Yeah. Oh, can't do that. You cannot you cannot delay on the ball like that in your own box. you got to make a decision. So uh, Man City escaped with that one. Uh, on the same day, on Tuesday, Manchester United at home against Valencia produced a nil-nil snoozer. <sighs> Come on. Valencia was so much better than them, Yes, they too. were. I shouldn't say snoozer from a Valencia standpoint. It's discrediting Valencia. They looked so good compared to United. United watching those was... technical Spanish teams. It's, I like watching those kind of teams. Valencia is fun to watch. Yeah, I mean, uh... Arsene Wenger done it again. He sold Gabriel to pocket Lukaku, and Coughlin played Pogba off the park. Arsene Wenger done it again. Back at it again. <laughs> zero zero. Just He's, Old Trafford again. Fergie, he ain't putting up with this. No, this, you this saw that picture of Neville, right? Yeah, I think I actually sent that to you. He was that sitting is... there in the crowd. He's so he just looked defeated. He's like, this team is not good. He's like, I need to get back in. Uh, game shape and get out there and it was just awful uh in wednesday's games much more entertaining uh tottenham hotspur against barcelona spurs were okay but barcelona were great like you don't even have to say barcelona messy 
what what can you how can you describe him? It's just insane. There's no yeah, words. Yes, they, they played great. Don't get me wrong, but maybe I'm just kind of getting on the messy hype train. But like, oh no, it was a masterclass. Wow, just the fact that people say he couldn't play in the league. This just shows it. It was a masterclass performance from yeah, Barcelona all around. Coutinho, duh. Suarez, Rakitic with an absolute belter. Yeah, Suarez like I know uh, Stu Holden said it, but he's still the best striker in the world even when he doesn't score because he's he's, he's he does so more intelligent yeah, yeah he, he has vision and he his... had two assists today on two dummies that he didn't even touch the ball i know right. he didn't touch the ball he's not getting the assist for it but he made that goal by dummying that ball it's the little things that <clears throat> makes from the him... game that people don't pick up on yeah. that don't show up in the stat line but make you one of the world's best. Yeah, goals aren't. Yeah, goals are a lot, but Suarez if, is a living example of that. Oh man, he is insane. Still, such a smart, clever footballer. And the fact that he's got Messi just waiting behind him, it's like you have the confidence that, like, oh, I'm gonna dummy this, and Messi's gonna put that away, no problem. Yeah, and he's not even gonna think twice about it. Just walk up, boom, done. When when you're making a team like Tottenham Hotspur look like a Sunday League side, the way they set up some of those goals, it's it's just it's beautiful on the eye. It's you can't even put words. There's no words to describe it. It's unbelievable uh, that performance. And the scary part is they scored four. You know, at Spurs they still have to go to the new camp. It's just a scary thought. Yeah, they they're they're in they're in trouble. You called it. I thought they'd get through. That Spurs are gonna struggle in that group. Yeah, they're, yeah. they're gonna struggle. They still uh, you know you got Inter another big name in that group and it's. Not good for Spurs again in Europe. They they need to pick it up in Europe if they want to take that next step up to be elite. Yeah. To be considered elite, they need to play better in Europe. Speaking of needing to play better in Europe, oh boy. Yeah, I didn't get to watch this one, but mm, I don't want to. Can we already, move on to the next? Uh, I already know what game you're talking about. So, Liverpool Football Club produced possibly one of the top three worst performances. Not even possibly. I'm going to say they did produce one of the top three single worst performances under Jurgen Klopp's reign. They didn't register a single shot on target in Naples against Napoli. That's embarrassing. With a front three of Sadio Mane, Roberto Firmino, and Mohamed Salah, you couldn't register a single shot on target. That's rough. What, like, what happened? Where'd they go? To me, when you hear that stat line... The instant blame, or a good portion of the blame, goes toward the manager. I love Klopp. Don't get me wrong. I'm not going to be that guy that's like, I Klopp don't. out after one game. You're not a big I fan. Am. No, I'm not a fan. I just love his, his, his energy, his positivity and everything. Oh, yeah. He's fun. He's the, he's literally anti-Jose Mourinho. Yeah. The complete opposite. And some people may say Klopp's a little over the top. Sure. That's what I'm thinking. Celebrating the two new West uh, Brom draw back in 2015—that's everybody's classic moment. I know he gets a little too, you know, but I'd rather have that than just ripping his own players all the time and you know yes. go on and on and on. But anyway, awful, awful, awful performance today from Liverpool. They would have been very fortunate. Would have been an undeserved point. I was hoping they could just hold on for a zero-zero draw so that Napoli also would drop points. But instead, Napoli deservedly steal it or I shouldn't say steal it they they win it in the 90th minute from uh, Insigne quality player he is as well and uh, Liverpool that was, that was a good ball to score that goal mm-hmm. too I don't know who played it but that was a good ball uh, Calhoun I think 
uh, Jose Calhoun, I believe. Dries Mertens actually had a great opportunity. He smashed it off the bar from, like, yards out. It's, it should have been at least two or three. No questions asked. No. Really? Yeah. Okay. okay. So 1-0 one... wasn't even enough, in my opinion. We were a shambles. Uh, we got to step it up. I don't want to hear people, you know, I was reading tweets about Liverpool journalists and supporters. Oh, the pitch in Naples is terrible. Okay. Well, guess what? Naples has to, or Napoli has to play in that same pitch. I mean, I don't want to hear that. We were, you got to adjust to your surroundings, and we were poor. End of story. Uh, You can't go into a game like that playing for a draw, playing, like, you know, parking the bus. You are a Liverpool football club with the attacking talent that you have. You're better when you press. The gang can press. It was not there today. So, uh, Liverpool definitely, uh, you know, a little on edge after that, so they need to continue. You know, to produce against Red Star in their next two games, need six out of six points to, uh, you know, at least stay in second in the group to advance. So, um, uh, we are going to jump into uh, game week eight now with the score predictions. I'm probably going to get zero out of ten. Chase is going to get at least eight out of ten of these. I just found a fun stat about the Champions League, real quick, just to chime in before we do this. Manchester United have more points than any other Premier League team in the Champions League. Lifetime. No, right now. Oh, right now, really? Yeah. Cause, yeah, because City lost to Lyon. <laughs> uh, Spurs lost to both sides. Liverpool have three points. And United have four because they beat Young Boys. And, you know, two games in. Let's not read into that too much. <laughs> That's pretty funny, it is. That is pretty funny. Wow. All right, so Manchester United, the best English club. You heard it here first. The best English club. Probably, oh, they're honest. going all the way. Yep. <laughs> That's funny. I can't even say it with a straight face. No, I, I can't even. Wow. Four points. Most of any English club. Um, they That won't continue when they play Juve. Sorry. Um, no, it won't. No chance. Game week eight. All right, Brandon. Let's see if I can uh, Let's see if I can improve on this a little bit with my score predictions. Brighton-West Ham. I've got a 2-1 West Ham. 3-1 West Ham. Ooh, so we're both on the West Ham train. Yeah, they're just going to... I think they'll... I think they'll I think keep it going. Yeah, yeah, me too. Fair. I got a 2-0 victory for Burnley at home against Huddersfield. 2-0. Hey. We were jumping on that 2-0 from last week, but yeah. I think that's a comfortable, adequate scoreline for that kind of yeah. matchup. Uh, I got a 2-1. This was a tough one, though. But I went with a 2-1 win for Palace against Wolves, even though Wolves are playing very well, I think it's one of those weird situations where you think you know how the Premier League's going or these teams are going to perform, and then the Premier League strikes back with those weird games where I think Wolves may be in it or could be the better side, but they lose 2-1. I said 2-1 Wolves. Okay. So just the opposite. Flip it. Yep. I mean, it could go either way. It really. could. This could. I think so. A, but I think Palace need to need to pick it up if they want to beat Wolves. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so, Wolves are, are uh, clicking on all sides. I think Wolves are a little better than Palace. Yeah, I, I wouldn't argue that at all. a lot better, I think. I wouldn't argue that at all. Yeah. Um, but like I said, I think it's just going to be one of those weird games where Wolves like could be even the better team, have more possession, more shots, but Crystal Palace get maybe a scrappy goal and, or a couple scrappy goals and they I win 2 I see it being one. a kind of good game at the, at, near the end. I think so. I don't think this will be a... could be a boring little bit, but... The end could be decent. When both teams are really chasing it. Yeah. Leicester-Everton. I wanted to give Leicester the three points, but I've got a 2-2 because Everton are flying off that 3-0 against Fulham. I got a 2-1 Leicester. 2-1 Leicester? Okay. Just riding that home wave. Mm-hmm. 
I got Spurs in a comfortable 3-1. Cardiff getting like a consolation or something. I got a 2-0 that game. 2-0 for Spurs. I'm riding those 2-0s, you know. I yeah. Mean, Keep it going. I mean, Keep Cardiff, mm, they, could, they could get a consolation goal, but they don't look good. No. Watford, Bournemouth. I got a 1-0 Watford in this one. I got 2-2. Two, two. Two two, yeah. I this is this is a weird game because I was like, this is either gonna produce a lot of goals or like nothing. Yeah. So I got a one nil Watford. I can't really explain why, but that's just what I picked. I think it could be a good game. Yeah, I think it'll be a good game either way. I think both teams are fighting for that nine to twelve range, you know, in the mm-hmm. table. Maybe even a little bit above if they overachieve. But th- th- these teams are gonna fight for that's those spots. Yeah, for sure. I got United. St- Barely scraping a 1-0 victory at home against Newcastle. Okay, so here we go. Newcastle's going to win. No. And Jose Mourinho's going to get fired. Is this what you want to happen, or is this what you think? This is going to happen. Oh, my. He's calling it hot take, baby. 100%. Coming in with a hot take, Jose Mourinho's going to be fired Saturday. What's the score? 1-0. 1-0 Newcastle Newcastle, win. He's getting sacked. Yep, he's getting sacked. I say Man United wins, and he still gets sacked. No. I'm down. <laughs> yeah. But no, that's crazy, bro. You know what? I'd As a it. Liverpool fan, I hope that happens. I'm sorry. But it'll be better for your club. I think United fans even want Mourinho to get sacked. I don't think they, they don't want to lose, obviously, but they, they're sick of him. So, wow, hot take right there, folks. <laughs> I love it. 2-1, Arsenal over Fulham. 3-0. Ooh, 3-0 to Fulham, bro? We're, we're going we're gonna to come out now. We're ready. You feeling Arsenal's we're hot? We're ready. Okay. I, I like am. it. And I think a lot of people should be jumping on the bandwagon as well, to be honest. Yeah, maybe I'm not giving Arsenal enough credit. I think we're going to be a really good team. and I mean, maybe not this year, but I think we are a good team this year. But next year and the year after, we'll be a good team. Especially with a couple more signings here and there. Never know. Yeah, Emery's got them rolling. I like it, so... Uh, I got Chelsea winning away 3-0 against Southampton. I got 2-0. Okay. All right, another comfy Chelsea game. Mm-hmm. Okay, game of the week. Liverpool versus Manchester I'm gonna, City. I'm going to take a guess on what you got. A draw. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he called it. I can't pick a winner in this one. Now, I want to pick Liverpool, but I didn't just because of their kind of a skid in form in the last three games overall in all competitions. So I've got a 2-2 draw. I picked Liverpool 2-1. Really? I think. Yeah, you only gave City one goal. See, Liverpool played them really well last year. They did. So Extremely well. So I think, man. See, I'm going back on my 2-1 right now. It's so so hard to call this game because because both teams are unbeaten. They can both beat each other. They can. They one mistake could separate this game, or yeah. one moment of magic. Like it's it's so hard to call this matchup. But yeah, I, I I'm just gonna go out on a limb, say Liverpool. Chase has got Liverpool winning two one. So with that, folks, that will wrap up this edition of the Footy Bros Premier League podcast. It was a banger. It was. Fun. We'll see. It was fun. It was a lot of fun, and let's see uh, how many score lines. I can get right this time, if any. Hopefully I get something right. Uh, we will actually be taking a break because of the international break coming Boo. up next week. Boo, we hate it too. It sucks. But we'll see you guys in a couple weeks. Uh, stay tuned for the next one. Until then, peace out. Peace.